Welcome to the Irish Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Irish American Baseball Society. If you love Ireland and baseball, you're one of us. Visit us online at irishbaseball.org. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Becker, and we're doing things a little differently on the show today. My colleague Jim Ward will start things off with his interview with Portland Sea Dogs shortstop Ryan Fitzgerald. The Sea Dogs are the AA affiliate of the Boston Red Sox. With an all-star shortstop at the big league level and the organization drafting a shortstop earlier this month, one who also happened to be the top prospect entering that draft, Ryan will definitely be trying to build on his solid start to the 2021 season. Later in the episode, I will be playing some audio from Sean Clancy's The Crack in the Bat Show on Irish Baseball TV. Sean has some very interesting interviews in conjunction with the Irish American Baseball Society. We'll have some snippets in just a little bit. Right now, I turn things over to my colleague, Jim Ward. Who are you talking to today, Jim? Thanks, Rick. I'm joined today by Portland Sea Dogs shortstop Ryan Fitzgerald. The Sea Dogs are the AA affiliate of the Boston Red Sox and play their home games here in Portland, Maine at Hadlock Field. Ryan is a 6'1", 187-pound, 27-year-old out of Creighton who bats left and throws right. This season, he is really finding his stride offensively. As of this airing of this episode, he has an OPS well over 850, and he hails from Burr Ridge, Illinois. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today on the Irish Baseball Podcast. Thank you so much for having me on, Jim. Why don't you paint a picture for our listeners of what it was like growing up in Burr Ridge, Illinois, and what role sports played in your youth? Yeah, so uh, I was born actually uh, right outside of Burr Ridge. Uh, I lived there for about four years, and then we moved to Detroit, Michigan. Uh, so I grew up playing playing a lot of uh, hockey, actually, uh, outside of Detroit. I uh, lived there for eight years, um, and then we moved back home to be with family in uh, 2005 uh, back in Chicago. So we, we moved back to uh, Burr Ridge, and uh, yeah, pretty much the same thing. You know, I... Uh, Going into high school, when we moved back, I uh, couldn't really decide whether I wanted to play hockey or baseball in college, uh, and, and baseball happened to win out. But I think if I stayed in Michigan, I would have played hockey. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't regret any decisions. Did you ever think that hockey was going to be the route for you, or did you always know that baseball was going to be your path? Uh, yeah, I mean, growing up in Michigan, uh, pretty much everyone plays hockey. Uh, all my friends played hockey, so uh, yeah, I, I really thought that I was actually going to play hockey uh, for the rest of my life, but uh, moving back to Chicago, hockey just wasn't as big. Uh, Blackhawks weren't quite good yet. Um, like I said, we moved back in 05, and then the Hawks, I think they won their first one in 2010, um, so that was kind of kind of missed uh, being able to grow the game as, as much as uh, in Detroit, you know, with the Red Wings being so good in the early 2000s. We can obviously see that you moved around a bit as a kid. Did your time in Michigan make you a Tigers fan? Did you carry over the Cubs, White Sox, or Cardinals from your time in Burr Ridge? Uh, I actually, believe it or not, was a Yankees fan growing up. <laughs> oh, but that's voting well in the locker room these days. Yeah, no, no one knows that. I keep that under wraps. <laughs> I am Jim Ward, and this is the Irish Baseball Podcast. My guest today is Ryan Fitzgerald of the Portland Sea Dogs. Ryan, who provided you with your first introduction to baseball? Uh, my dad, uh, we would, we would play pepper in the backyard. Me and my brothers would play pepper with my dad. Um, and that's, uh, I mean, that's what I always go back to. Um, kind of, kind of one of the tools that I stand on is, is defense. And 
I think that played a huge role in that, uh, becoming a good defender just from such a young age, playing pepper with my dad in, in a, uh, a shaky backyard, getting some bad hops, and uh, just learning to use your hands. What was your experience like with youth baseball? Do your teams have success at the Little League and All-Star levels? Yeah, no, it was cool. Um, one of the first teams that I was on, we were actually really, really good. We went to Cooperstown. We made it pretty far. Um, and then, obviously, I moved back to Chicago, but uh, I played for the Illinois Sparks in Chicago. It's one of the top teams in the country, top team in Illinois. Um, a lot of guys come out of there playing. I mean, there's actually a decent amount of guys that I played with that are in the big leagues already. Back in the day, you don't realize it, but, uh, you know, usually they tell you, like, oh, you know, be fortunate if one of you guys makes it to professional baseball. But uh, <laughs> majority of my team played professional baseball, and there's a good amount that it's in the MLB right now. Ryan, I'm really happy that you mentioned Cooperstown Dreams Park. I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to umpire there. The experience that kids get there is really amazing. These young athletes are able to meet a wide variety of people from throughout the United States, and there are even a lot of former big leaguers who are coaching there these days. It really is a fantastic experience. Can you please tell the folks a little bit about your experience at Cooperstown Dreams Park and what it was like going there? Because it really is amazing. Yeah, no, it was incredible. I um, I actually got to go twice. I got to go when I was 10 years old, and then I got to go again when I was 12 years old. So great experiences both times. Uh, and I even got to go and watch my older brother play there too. So I guess I got to go three times. But, yeah, the, the whole atmosphere, I mean, they, they make you feel like a pro when you're a kid. and um, It's like the World Series for a week. It's, pretty, it's really cool. You still got your Hall of Fame rings? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, they're sitting on my desk back home. Yeah. <laughs> For those of our listeners and viewers who don't know about Cooperstown Dreams Park, in addition to the games, they also put on individual skills competitions. Which one did you compete in while you were there, Ryan? I was in the home run derby contest, actually. Yeah, so I uh, I was a home run shy making it into the finals on the big field. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good experience for sure. <laughs> it's nothing like hitting a bomb out of the big field, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> The main field really has the feel of a major league ballpark, and it does a great job preparing young players for the levels ahead of them. When did you finally get your first chance to take to the field at the big league stadium? Did those memories come back to you or help you to adjust to the size and scope? Yeah, so actually my first major league stadium that I played in was Wrigley Field. Um, I was, let's see, I was in seventh grade, I believe, seventh or eighth grade. Okay. And uh, I was playing for Cangelosi Baseball. I'm not sure if you're familiar, familiar with John Cangelosi. Played for the White yeah. Sox. Uh, yeah, so he was my coach back in the day, and I, I played for his team uh, in the fall. We had Cangelosi Baseball, and in the summer we'd play for the Sparks. And uh, they had we set up a game there, uh, and we were able to play there, and I got to play a little bit of short there. So that was, it was my first experience in, in a big league ballpark. First you get a chance to play at Wrigley Field, and now you're working hard to earn a spot at Fenway Park. You really must be on top of the world. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy, crazy where I've come from. It's been a long journey and, and a long journey ahead for sure. Most of our listeners will never know what it is like getting picked to be a part of a major league organization, whether it is through first year player draft or some other means. What was going through your head when you finally got the word that the Boston Red Sox, one of the most story franchises in the game, wanted you to be a part of their system? Yeah, so it's been even crazier for me because actually I never was drafted. I uh, oh, played four years. Yeah, I played four years college ball. Then in 2016, I graduated and I draft came and went. Um, I thought there might have been a chance I would have got drafted, but I, I didn't really put together the senior year that I wanted to. 
Um, but I knew I wasn't done playing baseball. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go try and play independent ball. And uh, I reached out to a bunch of teams and being from the Midwest, there's plenty of independent ball teams around there. And uh, I got the same answer from all of them. They're like, Hey man, you, you can play, but like, you don't have any pro experience, so we can't sign you. So I'm like, how am I supposed to get pro experience? Like, this is what this is for. Um, so then the manager from the Gary South Shore Railcats, Greg Taggart took a chance on me and he let, he let me play in 2017 and I played one year of independent ball. And then I actually, I was headed back to independent ball for 2018. Um, and on like the second day of our spring training, uh, for independent ball, I was driving home and my coach called me and said, Hey, the Red Sox picked you up. So turned around, went back to the field, picked up all my stuff. And I was on a plane the next day, headed to Fort Myers. What was it like to head down to Fort Myers, Ryan? I'm sure it must have been a trip to see the major league players there and to know that you're part of the same organization and you're being welcomed into that culture of excellence. Yeah, it was something else. My first game I ever played uh, was with Dustin Pedroia because he was doing a rehab stint down in, down in extended spring training. So uh, first game we were playing, I think it was the Twins, and uh, me and him were up the middle. He was playing second, I was playing short. I, just, I mean, just talk about a pro, I mean, I don't need to tell you, but he uh, – I got a couple of good stories. Oh, his uh, his glove that he was using, something it was loose or something. He didn't like it, and we were talking like during the game a little bit, and I was like, "Hey, like I, I can relace that for you. I I have like 26 gloves back home. I like relacing them and doing I collect them, so I'm pretty good with relacing them." I was like, "Hey, I can relace that for you," and uh, he goes, "Oh, really, man? He's like, that would be sweet." So then he left the game in like the fourth or fifth inning or whatever. He was on a certain time schedule and. I was like, ah, he, he probably forgot. But uh, I got back to my locker, and he had his glove, $200, and a relacing kit sitting there for me. <laughs> nice. so, yeah, yeah that, was, that was a cool experience. Dustin Pedroia is a Red Sox Hall of Famer and potentially a borderline case for Cooperstown. He was a former Rookie of the Year, American League MVP, Silver Slugger, four-time Gold Glove winner, four-time All-Star, and he played a major part in two World Series championships in Boston. What was it like to even share the field with him at the professional level? Oh yeah, he's I like like I said, I don't even I didn't even know the guy, and he he was just, he was the man. Like he's just super cool, um, willing to talk to you. Like just yeah, he's the man, I and mean, there's not much more to say. <laughs> I'm Drew Mord on the Irish Baseball Podcast. I will continue my conversation with Ryan Fitzgerald in a future episode of the podcast. You are listening to the Irish Baseball Podcast. If you love baseball and if you love Ireland, join the Irish American Baseball Society. Visit us online at irishbaseball.org. That was Jim Ward talking with Portland Sea Dog shortstop Ryan Fitzgerald. I'm Rick Becker, and this is the Irish Baseball Podcast. This is just one of the many interesting projects that are being put out by the Irish American Baseball Society. Another one is the Crack and the Bat Show on Irish Baseball TV. On that show, Sean Clancy, who created and maintains the Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame, talks with many of his amazing contacts in the world of baseball. You can see the full conversations at irishbaseball.org. Right now, I would like to play some audio clips from the show. This first one is from Sean's discussion with retired MLB umpire Jim Joyce, who had an interesting story about a fellow umpire, Tim McClelland. Well, Tim McClellan originally is from Lansing, Lansing, Michigan. He went to Michigan State. We went to instructional ball 100 years ago together. And he actually drove back with me from uh, St. Petersburg, Florida in 1978, I think it was. And 
he was obviously was such a Michigan State fan, and at and at that time, and even to this not uh, to this day, like Coop, I'm a, I'm a Notre Dame fan. Right. Oh, and, I know that. And that had a lot to do with my dad and my upbringing and stuff like that, and obviously with a name like Joyce. But uh, we we were sitting around one night with the whole crew of. Uh, of umpires at instructional ball and instructional ball is, is, uh, is after the season for about a month. And it, it, it fine tunes us uh, minor league umpires that they're interested in for moving up. And geez, that, that group was Tim McClellan, Tim Welke, John Hirschbeck, uh, me, having with Billy Hahn was in that crew. And so anyway, we're sitting around having a few cocktails that night and we get in an argument about Michigan State and Notre Dame football. Now, Tim McClellan being six foot 15, and me- Went 105 pounds. <laughs> exactly. And me being about 5'11", uh, I had a kiss me, I'm a Notre Dame fan on back in, you know, 100 years ago. He literally ripped the shirt off of me and threw it out the window. And we laughed about that until the day that he retired. And if he's listening right now, he will remember that. I guarantee that. Uh, I, I hope I hope he is, or he hope you see us this. And if he does, Timmy, I hope you're doing well. I hope so too. I hope to see you soon. Those college football rivalries certainly do run deep, especially with the fan bases at Notre Dame and Michigan State. As a Notre Dame fan myself, I certainly have to side with Mr. Joyce on that one. That being said, it is kind of interesting to hear about umpires and their rooting interests. We know umpires are expected to be neutral and unbiased, which means that they all have to try to suppress those allegiances that they had as fans. I think it's very similar to how things work in a lot of sports broadcasting. Back when I was the sports director for a statewide radio network in Pennsylvania, I traveled out to South Bend to cover Pitt at Notre Dame in football. This just so happened to be 2008 when Pitt had LaShawn McCoy and beat the Fighting Irish in four overtimes. As a lifelong Notre Dame fan, like I just mentioned, I had to hold my emotions not only in the press box, but then I had to talk about the Panthers' victory and all of my sportscasts to follow. In this next clip from the crack in the bat on Irish Baseball TV, Sean Clancy talks with retired MLB slugger, the mayor himself, Sean Casey. Before we go, I want to just touch briefly on growing up, what did it mean to you to be Irish? Um, well, I, I always loved, you know, my heritage because my dad was so big on that, was so big on that. Um, you know, they, they had traced it back. I believe it was during the potato famine two young uh two teenage casey boys came over from county cork and i believe they were up in Ver they they were they they came up in vermont is where they is where initially where they they came from ireland and i just remember that story when i was younger just being so proud that like we were of irish irish descent my mom too is her maiden name's McHugh, and and her mom's maiden name was gilmartin so we have just a, a lot of Irish heritage in our in our family, and 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 whenever we have family reunions, you know, we just we all took a lot of pride in in being from Ireland, and so you know, it's always meant a lot to me, and I'm, I'm you know, and I and it's just been just always been a big part of our life. Obviously, our listeners on the Irish Baseball Podcast aren't all Irish American, but I imagine that the majority of us can relate to Sean Casey with that story. 
I know that personally my last name of Becker is very German, but that comes from my father's side of the family. On my mother's side, I've been able to trace the Doherty family from County Donegal all the way back to the first relative to venture for the United States in the 1850s. I even got the chance to visit his grave site in a small, almost forgotten Catholic cemetery between cornfields in Quarryville, Pennsylvania. That immigrant tradition is such a big part of what we do at the Irish American Baseball Society and the Irish Baseball Podcast. So many of us watch Sean Casey play for years and watch him on a nightly basis as a broadcaster on the MLB Network. We knew he had an Irish name, but it's great to hear his connection to his Irish heritage. We're going to wrap this up with one more segment from the Crack in the Bat show on Irish Baseball TV. Here, Sean Clancy asks the hard questions of New Yorker Mike McCarthy, who's now in the Windy City as part of the Chicago Cubs Marquee Sports Network. So now, are you a New York pizza guy, or have you gone over to the dark side and you're now a deep dish guy? There is no pizza here. Uh, huh. There's no shredder. There's no rumors about it. They have something that they refer to it as pizza, but it's not. It's not. I think John Stewart said, John Stewart said it's like uh, it's something that you would flip coin in and make a wish, and you'd wish for a real pizza. That's how he. That's what his description. Well, I mean, I haven't found you're just more, yeah. When you're on the subject, I mean, did you buy into the St. Louis pizza? Because like obviously oh. we were the home of the Cardinals. Uh, here's the thing: they use that Provel cheese. <laughs> we, we, I, I mean, I, I had to get it specially ordered from a place. You can't burn that stuff. <laughs> it should be. They should use it for. And, and I said to people, I said, "How in the world? First of all, you cut it into squares, which doesn't make any sense." I said, "And you put this stuff on it that doesn't burn." <laughs> You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible. As someone with no dog in this fight who never lived in New York or Chicago, I feel I can give my unbiased opinion that there is nothing like a New York slice of pizza. Those three clips are from the Crack and the Bat show on Irish Baseball TV. See the full interviews at irishbaseball.org, where you can also find previous episodes of the Irish Baseball Podcast and become a member of the Irish American Baseball Society. For my colleague Jim Ward, who had a fun interview with Portland Sea Dog shortstop Ryan Fitzgerald, and for Sean Clancy, host of the Crack in the Bat show on Irish Baseball TV, I'm Rick Becker. This has been episode 14 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Irish Baseball Podcast. The Irish Baseball Podcast is a production of the Irish American Baseball Society. Visit us online at irishbaseball.org and connect with us on social media. And remember, there's no place like home.